Welcome to Not Your Asian, a podcast centered on the Asian American experience, where we have real conversations about real issues facing the AAPI community. We hope you enjoy. Today, we have Gabriel Duraco, who is one of my good friends. Gabe, thank you for being here on the podcast today. Oh, wow. Thank you for inviting me here. It's a pleasure. So, um, what kind of Asian do you identify as? So, I identify as Asian. Asian. I would... I don't know the debate over like Asian or Pacific Islander, but I'm Filipino. But um, so okay. I don't really know, but I don't really care. As long as I know that I'm Filipino, I'm Filipino. You know what I mean? Like that That's whole a good point. spiel is uh, doesn't uh, make sense to me. Yeah, you're Filipino, and that is all that matters. Yes, ma'am. So I think today we're just going to kind of dive into the topic of Asians who live in America, but maybe they don't really feel Asian. Maybe they feel more American or even something else, um, which can be a really difficult position to be in, especially if everyone around you mainly perceives you as Asian. And I know you have experience with that, Gabe. So why don't you tell us a little bit more about what that's been like for you? I mean, I wouldn't consider me losing my Asian-ness or what do you call it? Like there, like I do understand that there is a fine line between American and Asian that's why, I mean, like, if I was going to talk about it in, like, a Filipino perspective, I consider myself Filipino-American. Not just Filipino, just because I've been influenced with American values as well as Filipino values from my household. Like, I was born in the Philippines and moved uh, to the States 2004, so I would say I'm a little what you call whitewashed, but not really because I still have those values. My family has like, you know, hammered in myself, but I wouldn't really say that I had trouble fitting in um, with my Asian community, but it's, it's been very different in college, I'd say, so. In college, how has it been different in college, do you think? I mean, if you if you think about it, Seattle University is a very prestigious or expensive school. So majority of the students who go to Seattle U aren't don't don't come from that traditional Asian family, I'd say. They're more so like the next generation and they identify as like me as well. So or or, you know, I don't know if you understand, but I'd just say they're in my opinion, I feel like they're more American, if I were to put it into my dad's words, rather than um, Filipino, if I was going to relate it to like my Filipino community at Seattle University. Yeah, I mean, I think definitely 
no matter the background you come from, a lot of people at Seattle U just tend to have a more dominant American identity, even if they do have other identities as well. And I mean, I think it's even sort of the same for me. Like I, I identify as Asian American, but there's definitely a lot of instances where I do feel more American than I do Asian just because, as you said, sort of just the white washing. Um, and, you know, of course, just growing up in America. Yeah, of course. Yeah. It's, the, it's the people who surround you kind of influence who you are as a person. So, right? yeah. so if you're going to be hanging out with individuals who have that, like, American, um, you know, American lifestyle, you're going to slowly transition into that lifestyle just because you know you spend more time with them yeah i agree it's also like like i like how you talked about how your family has instilled filipino values and traditions in you and i kind of didn't i didn't really get that i mean i'm a fourth generation Asian American and so my dad didn't really I mean he didn't really pass anything on to me I don't think not much like I feel like the majority of my Asian culture has actually come from the community I grew up with just because Hawaii is so Asian dominant so if you grow up there whether you're Asian by blood or not, you're kind of going to get a little bit of that Asian influence. It's more mm -hmm. Asian American, but um, there's definitely still a heavy Asian influence there. Yeah. Yeah. Let me let me ask you a question. Why do you, why do you think families or like parents like keep their own tradition or culture away from their children? You know, that, no, it's an excellent question. It really is. And um, I actually had a conversation with my mom about this not too long ago. And I mean, my mom is Mexican, but she's a first generation immigrant. She grew up in Mexico. She came to the U.S. And... So, you know, she obviously, you know, she grew up with the Mexican culture and everything like that. And she she pretty much decided not to pass it down to my sister and I, at least not to the extent that I know a lot of other Mexican and Hispanic mothers and families do. And so when we had sat down to talk about that, she sort of discussed the idea of assimilation and not passing down the language or the culture for safety reasons, actually. Because, I mean, we all know, even in this day and age, people will get called out, verbally, physically attacked 
for speaking a language other than English when they're in the US, there, there will be so many people who, is, who will say, hey, stop speaking Spanish, go back to your country, stop speaking Chinese, go back to your country or whatever language it is that they may be speaking. And so mm -hmm. she, she told me, I, I didn't really teach you Spanish because I didn't, I was scared that you were gonna know Spanish and then you weren't gonna learn English. And then the same thing that happened to me would happen to you. And that's what she told me. Mm -hmm. um, and so I, I think, you know, for her, and I think for a lot of other immigrants too, that sort of the mentality, it's like, okay, I'm here in America now, I need to adopt American values, practices, and even the language, even if that means sacrificing my own. And I mean, it's a, it's a really sad thing because then that culture doesn't get passed down. But unfortunately, in the country we live in that has such strong white supremacist ideals that that's what immigrants are faced with, I think. Yeah, isn't that, that's kind of messed up. Because when you think of America, right? It's, it's like, yeah, it was founded by white people. But who really who really made up America, which is like minorities or like the people of color, like without those individuals, there wouldn't be America. Right. Like I, I had this actual talk with this, uh, with my Uber driver, like a long time ago. Oh, he wow. Was, he was, he was talking about how like he really loves the diversity specifically in Seattle, how like Seattle is one of those States where, it's like a melting pot, you know, there's like a whole bunch of different cultures coming in together, fusing together and living as like a whole community. You know, that's what makes Seattle so great is that diversity. But, you know, you, when you mention like, we have, we're like forced to adopt these like American values just because, you know, that's how society wants you to live and function. It's very like systemic and it's really just not how other people want to live. And if you don't abide to those rules or those like, you know, social constructs, we, um, you sometimes get, you know, you get hated on it for like, especially what's going on with the AAPI community. It's very sad, upsetting. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, there's just a lot going on with, uh, with like Asian American hate and the black lives matter movement. So it's very, it's very, it sucks. <laughs> it sucks to live in America, I'd say, but you know, we're kind of forced to live in it because we're all trying to achieve our own dreams and, you know, it's very depressing and sad, but <laughs> that's how life works. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I like how you brought up your discussion with your Uber driver. I think, I mean, when I initially first came to Seattle, I I mean, that was something I noticed too. I was like, wow, there's so many different people from different backgrounds. And even though it is predominantly white, you still see a lot of other different cultures 
and backgrounds. And I think that that is really cool um, and how we are able to live in community together. I think that's really great. Um, and yeah, that's like the sad, unfortunate truth. A lot of people come here trying to find a better life. And I mean, sometimes it doesn't happen because the system is so messed up and it just works against them in so many ways that it makes it pretty much impossible to achieve the American dream, mm -hmm. so to speak. I like how I like how it's stated, American dream, where I'm Filipino, why can't it be called a Filipino dream? <laughs> or a Mexican dream, or whatever who you are, or who you identify as dream, right? It's yeah. all this, it's all like American, 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 you know? You know, I'm kind of curious. So, you know, we're both American, we're both Asian. What is, um, what are things that you prefer about American traditions and values? And what are things that you prefer about Asian traditions and values? Oh, this is a good one. My dad and I would go on about talking about this. <laughs> so I was told that um, a lot of Americans kick their kids out when they're 18. I don't know if it's true or not. Like financially, they don't support them. But in my Filipino tradition, they fully support their children. Like whether they have kids when they're 18, before 18, they always house them. They don't do anything. It's not right to just leave your children off to the world without a good start. No matter what social economic status they're placed in, they always fight. You know, they always work together as a family to try to live another day because that's what we all are trying to do. Um, I guess that's one main difference I like about Filipino-American cultures. But my dad would always say, like, even though you are raised differently than compared to him, because my dad was poor when he was growing up, and he can see how much I've changed because he'd always mock me. He's like, oh, you're turning American now, right? Like, um, but anyways, yeah, there's a... There's a lot of discrepancies between those, but he'd always tell me, take the good things of what you learn in American values and the good things about Filipino values and mix them together and just try to live as a good person. So an example of that is he, I don't know. I don't know if my dad is like borderline racist, but <laughs> he, uh, he always says that Americans are lazy so don't be lazy. You always want to work hard for the things you do. But I just think it's when he refers to Americans, he refers to like his coworkers because he works at a predominantly um, American industry. Um, he's a Deccan engineer. He works on a private boat. So, um, but anyways, um, yeah, he'd always uh, tell me about stories about how much his his coworkers don't do like the minimal things that kind of ticks him off, but he ends up doing it anyways, because you know, it's his job. And, but yeah, they're supposed to be working as a team and there's sometimes they don't function well as a unit, but he makes it work. He's a great guy. Um, I'd want to work with him in the future, but 
Um, anyways, um, I guess the last I'm, I don't know, like in movies, I'd see, I see a lot of disrespect, um, in those, what is it, generalized American movies compared to, um, those movies about Asian families. You know, like there's a lot of um, rebellious behavior. In an American household, rather than a Asian household, because children should have the utmost respect. But like relating it to me, I'm in the middle, so I'm rebellious myself. <laughs> so, um, but I don't know if that answers your question. But I, I guess there's just a lot to think about because you know I place myself in the middle. Like I'm Filipino and I'm an American, so it's hard to really just. Um, you know, I guess that's one way to put it. Yeah, no, I mean, I think you touched on a lot of really good things. And the whole idea of, like you said, Americans, and I think this is predominantly white families, um, but they tend to kick their kids out of the house when they're 18. It's like, hey, you're an adult now, you need to go and do your thing and we're just gonna push mm -hmm. you out into the world. Um, and growing up, that's just not what I was taught from either of my cultures. Um, I was taught that, you know, you're a family, you support each other. Um, and I mean, this is probably like super traditional, but basically you don't move out till you're gonna get married. <laughs> really? Was, yeah, that was kind <laughs> of the idea. Um, but yeah, I think, in in a lot of ways like that is um i mean i personally think that is better i i prefer that um that kind of like collectivist mindset over the american one where it's like you're 18 you're on your own now kind of thing mm -hmm. um so i definitely appreciate that about the Asian culture a lot. And I think that's one of, I think that's one of the ways that I, I did grow up Asian, even though I didn't grow up Asian in a lot of ways. Um, and then even going back to like how you were talking about, you know, just work ethic and what your dad said about Americans being lazy. And I mean, I, I kind of agree with your dad. I'm just going <laughs> to say it. I think a lot of people are so lazy nowadays. And I definitely think it is an American mindset and attitude. And I mean, I was just always taught from a very young age. My dad, he always, this is probably one of the few like Asian things he actually taught me. But he always taught me to, you know, work hard like at whatever you're doing it doesn't matter like what job it is or what you're doing or how silly or insignificant it seems to just show up every day and to work your butt off and that's what i've done my whole life ever since i started working when i was 16 like i showed up for my job no matter what it was I showed up with my best attitude and I put my best foot forward 
even even right now we work at chipotle and i still <laughs> i mean i work hard i work hard i think i do yes you, know? you do yes you i do. do i you know <laughs> i do everything i'm supposed to do i go above and beyond and it's i think we like, all do yeah for what we're paid like. we do we do and in a way in a way and that's the american mindset it's like i need to be getting paid more for this i don't get paid yeah. enough for what i do uh -huh. and you know to a certain extent i do believe the same thing but i also believe it doesn't matter what your job is you should be working hard that that's just kind of the values that Period. were instilled in me. Um, and so I do that. I show up every day and a lot of people might just be like, Oh, well, you know, it's only Chipotle or whatever. And I'm like, well, you it's my job. You don't know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I show up and I do my work. I mm -hmm. work hard. Um, and so I really appreciate that about the Asian culture. And yeah, it's something I've definitely like taken with me um you know from childhood growing up and it's something that i will continue to do always working hard no matter what the job is yeah i mean what is it we don't have to say it's specifically an asian value though we could because i know some some of my like american or like white friends who do work hard themselves um but it comes down to like who has money who doesn't need to work like those those like let's let's put it in perspective of like students in seattle university right there are some children or some students who what is it don't need to work because their parents are so rich that they can afford everything they want you know and they're just blessed with that privilege while like like middle to you know our, us middle class people or whatever you identify as have to have to start working a part-time job and start helping out our parents with the bills just because you know that's how we live that's like what that if we aren't going to work will there be food on the table will there be electricity you know will there be hot water you know we always have to um do something about it but I guess my main point is that we come from different backgrounds, different social economic statuses where we shouldn't really judge like, or say that it's just an Asian value. It's, it's, I think, I think money is the biggest factor that comes to play. Like people can choose to be lazy and people, other people are forced to work hard because they need to, in order to live. Right. That's, that's like a way I would put it. Yeah, I mean, I think money does play a huge role in that. And yeah, it's not to say that all Americans are lazy, but I think as a general culture, mm -hmm. they do tend to be lazier than, you know, compared to Asian cultures. Um, but yeah, like you said, it, it also depends on your socioeconomic background, where you're coming um where you're coming from what kind of means you have to live by and all of that stuff so there, there definitely are hard-working americans i just feel like growing the majority up, of the population yeah and also yeah. like growing up asian at least like that was especially instilled in me it's it's something my dad would probably say to me almost every day growing up 
and mm-hmm. it was kind of like okay okay like you know i'm i'll do it i'm gonna do it and i mean yeah i do it was annoying to hear but you know i'm, I'm glad he mm-hmm. taught me that oh yeah my my dad annoys me a lot about it but did because uh what is it my dad grew up poor right he always would tell me i i grew up from the bottom like the slums of the Philippines, like he'd always tell me, he started working ever since he was like six or something, like peeling onions just to um, get a couple of uh, pesos just to pay for rice or whatever, just to help the family out. So he's a hardworking individual and it's, and it's right just because he doesn't want, he wants, he wants his children, you know, me to work hard at an early stage in life just because if you don't work hard, you're not going to learn the the harsh reality of the world, you know? Like not everybody can afford certain things that I have right now. So, but yeah, that, I feel like that's just become a major influence of who I am being, although me being, you know, American as well, so. <laughs> yeah, so I guess that's um, one thing we've taken from the Asian culture, what about, you know, and maybe it's because I grew up in Hawaii, but Mm -hmm. everyone takes their shoes off when they go in the house. They do. They do. It's an Asian thing. And Hawaii is so predominantly Asian. Oh my God. Yeah. No, it's like a sign of respect. (laughs) Yeah. Everyone takes their shoes off and it's like, if you don't, you're kind of looked at weird. And Mm -hmm. you know, that's where I grew up. And so my whole life I'm like, Oh, people just take their shoes off when they go in the house. And then I Mm -hmm. found out that white people don't do that. (laughs) White people they just go in the house with their shoes on and and i was so surprised i was i was like i was in a little bit of like a culture shock almost just a little bit oh my god (laughs) oh my god wait can i tell you something so i invited like a couple of my white friends over to my house they did not take off their shoes (laughs) Mm. but i was like I, I didn't care at the time, but it was just like, it was just, it was a long time ago, but it would, it just came to show um, how people were raised. And one time when I invited like my other Asian friends, you know, they'd always take off their shoes just because it's like a sign of respect. Like yeah. who would want a dirty, your dirty shoes inside, you know, a place of living. So, yeah. so it's definitely that that's just like one of the minimal stuff to do it's crazy it is and i don't i mean yeah like i said i grew up thinking that was normal for like such a long time and then when Mm. i found out it's not i was like wow americans are a little bit nasty (laughs) (laughs) that's what i thought and so i i I think in that way i'm i'm really asian that's like something Mm. I just have to do and like you said it's like a sign of respect it's like you're not going to bring your dirty ass shoes into the house and tread all Mm -hmm. over the house in your shoes because that's gross yeah oh my god let's talk about like household etiquette because i know i know like whenever i come over or people come over who are asian to someone else's house 
we'd always offer to help clean up or to like wash or to help cook, you know? Um, and then me being, or what is it? I would, I would say they'd always respectfully decline my help just because, you know, the host always provides to the guests. Mm-hmm. But I, I feel like in American value of that, they're like, they're like super chill more. So yeah, go ahead, eat whatever you want. Open the fridge. Like if I, if I go to, if I go to someone else's house, I would never open someone else's fridge. You know what I mean? Like to me, that's so disrespectful. Yeah. And I would, I would see my other friends going into the houses who are like, white. it's like, why are you opening their fridge? Just let your fridge bro. Isn't that, isn't that kind of disrespectful? <laughs> like you can't just grab whatever you want. You have to ask them first. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, that's I that's something I definitely grew up with. And it's so interesting that you bring that up because I we were actually having a whole class discussion about that in my Japanese culture class. Mm-hmm. Um and we were going around the room saying if you were in that situation if someone welcomed you into their home and they told you, you know, make yourself at home if you're hungry, go to the fridge and get some food. Like I could never, like I would literally be sitting there and my stomach growling and I will not walk to your fridge. I, I, I was scared. I was scared. Most definitely scared. Like, it's like, oh my God, I'm not, I'm not going to take anything. My, my mom would, would probably kill me if I were to take something. Cause it's like, you know, that's just not right. You know, that's their money. That's their property that you didn't pay for it. Right. <laughs> Yeah, and I mean, I think, like, another thing about growing up in Hawaii is, like, that part of Asian culture is so prevalent. So I I never really went over to someone's house and someone told me that. But since coming to Seattle, it has happened, like, a couple of times. And I, I was actually in culture shock. I'm like, you want me to, like, go to your fridge and just grab food? Like, what? I was so surprised. Yeah, so I I definitely feel like super Asian in that yeah. regard. And on top of that, like when I have guests over, it's like, oh, you know, here's some water, here's some snacks that I have. Like I give it to them. Mm-hmm. And I I mean, I feel like in Asian culture, that's also like what is kind of expected. Like if I'm going to eat your food, it's because you offer it to me and you insist that I eat it. Um, yeah, it's not it's not more so if you if I invite you to my house, you're open to everything. Like my house is your house as well. It's not that type of relationship yet, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like respect is such a like big value of the Asian culture, you know? And there's different ways of showing it and I feel like that's just like one of the basic foundations we were taught as children so that's why we're like so in shock that people you know do something different so it's just crazy yeah and i i think kind of to go off of that like the american culture is a lot more rude than asian culture don't you think like just in so many different aspects I mean, I, I feel like I feel like everyone can be rude in their own different ways. Like if I were to go to a restaurant, right? There are some like Asian servers who act rude but don't mean to be rude. 
as well as like American servers. But like in a general aspect, I can see where you're coming from. Yeah, I mean, I totally understand what you're saying about how like some Asian people can come off seeming rude, but I think a lot of that just has to do with like the just the bluntness of mm-hmm. Asian culture sometimes and it can be perceived as rudeness but I think like in general like Americans are not like I mean they're not rude just like compared to the Asian cult like I grew up I grew up like being taught that when you arrive to a place you greet everyone when you leave that place you say goodbye to everyone and so many americans don't like they don't do that um and i mean it might not really be considered rude but compared to asian culture it is or when viewed from when viewed in an asian contact context it is so that's kind of just what I meant about like being rude in in comparison. Let me let me ask you a question. How, um, if you ever like go to a restaurant of like a different culture, what do you what do you notice like with like like if you go to Chinatown versus Red Robins, like what do you notice about like the service of a server. Mm. Well, let me start off by making a confession that I've never been to a Red Robin. Oh, that's okay. I, 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 <laughs> I, just, I just put like a, I just put like a generalized American. Or maybe no, Seattle I know, <laughs> I know, but I think even though I am whitewashed in some ways, I've never been to a Red Robin, so I have that going for me, right? It's um, okay. You're vegan. Um, there's nothing for you to eat there. <laughs> the fries. No, um, I don't know. Mm. I really love um oh, what is this place called? I'm like totally blanking on the name for some reason. Um Dim Sum King. Dim Sum is good. Dim Sum King, though. That place mm. is good. And I mean, it's a Chinese restaurant. They all seem super rude. But it's like in a different way. Do you know what I mean? It's like rude in a different way. Like, like they're just naturally like that, but they don't mean to. Or yeah. Whereas I feel like Americans, they sort of mean to do it or a little bit, or like they're acting that way because mm-hmm. they don't care to be nice. Whereas Asian people may not realize fully how they're coming off. If that makes mm-hmm. sense. Um. Yeah, but definitely, I mean, I've definitely been to, like, some white places, like Olive Garden or, you know, wherever. And, Mm -hmm. I mean, sometimes the servers are nice. Sometimes they are. And, I mean, sometimes they're just not. Sometimes they just seem like they don't really care. And, I mean, you can go into an Asian restaurant and it could seem like the people don't care, but that's... I don't think that's true. It just seems to come off that way. Hmm. Is too being too Asian something like like being too Asian in America? Yeah, I guess. Hmm. 
That's a good question. You know, I, I want to say it might depend more on the specific Asian background you come from, but... Oh, oh yeah, huh? Like, like, there are some Asian, there's some isolated Asian countries. I don't know them, but, like, to don't even know English and they try to come to America knowing nothing. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think probably for people in that situation, um, I mean, they would obviously have a hard time getting by without English. And on top of that, and I mean, this, this is applicable to anyone coming from any other country who doesn't know English, but there's a lot of people who would try to take advantage of that. They would try to take advantage of the fact that they don't know English to mm -hmm. manipulate them. Um, but like I said, I think that's applicable to any immigrant who doesn't know English. But I think in terms of certain countries, and I mean, I'm mostly basing this off of my experience living in Japan. Uh -huh. But, I mean, in Japan, the crime rate is really low. Oh. Like, like, a woman can walk around in the middle of the night and not feel scared or in danger. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, that, I mean... That certainly I, comes a lot in America. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, I, I recall one time I, I went out... I went out on a night out with my friends to the club and it was probably 3.30 in the morning and I was just so tired. So I, I, I just left the club and I just walked by yourself. I just walked back home by myself at 3.30 in the morning. I walked for 20 or 30 minutes and the whole time I felt perfectly safe. Oh my goodness! Wow. Perfectly safe, really. It was the most bizarre. Japan is doing thing. it right. I. It was the most bizarre thing. I was like, I do not. I was like, so this is what it feels like, you know. This is, you know, probably what men feel like. They don't need to be scared of that kind of stuff happening. I mean, it still can happen, but for the most part. Um, and I mean, if so, if someone like that were to come to the US and then do that, I think in that sense, it could be a bad thing to be too Asian, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Just for their own safety, you know? Yeah, no, that that's honestly astonishing. Because if you were to go to a club at Capitol Hill or somewhere, you know, 330, yeah. I wouldn't even feel safe for you just because yeah. there's a whole bunch of, uh, you know, I'd say it's a dangerous uh, place. Not as dangerous as other parts of uh, Washington, but, you know, I'd rather have, I'd rather go with a group of people, even though I'm a male too. But, but like, let's try to talk about, like, Asian people in America versus, like, in Asia. Don't you think that's, like, they're, they're quite similar, but not really. More so, like, 
like the debate where like guys get paid more than women. You know what I mean? Or I I, I don't even know if like that's applicable. That's probably applicable um, for like the Asian Asian community too. I mean, I think in terms of you know, there there's a lot of problems in our system here in the US. Um, but there's also a lot of things to be grateful for, especially when you compare it to to some other countries. Um, mm-hmm. And again, I'm I'm basing this off my experience living in Japan. But women are not seen as equals to men. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I I know that there is still some struggles with that in the U.S., but it's not it's not nearly, it's not close to what it is in Japan. In Japan, like, women are really not seen. Like, if you go to Japan, women are dressed pretty conservatively. Uh And you think, oh, like, that's the culture. They're just conservative. But the fact of it is, if you don't dress conservatively, men will just look at you they will just mm-hmm. stare at you yeah and i mean it happens in america but m- i think oftentimes people don't feel like i have the right to stare at you and objectify you and sexualize you some people do but i think that idea is a lot more prevalent in japan even the idea of of male dominance, just the experience, the interactions I've had with males there. I can't even tell you how many times it felt like a man was saying to me, I have a right over you. I have a right to you. Um, One time, I think this was actually the same night that I walked home alone from the club, but I, me and my friends were, you know, we were inside, it was me and two of my girlfriends. And, um, you know, we were just hanging out, dancing, doing our thing. And all of a sudden, um, this guy came up behind me and he started like pulling my shirt. And I, and I started walking the other way because me and my friends wanted to walk somewhere else. And he was like holding onto my shirt, like pulling me. Oh and I, ha- I had to pull away. And I mean, okay, maybe I just haven't been to enough clubs in the U.S. Actually, I have not been to a club in the U.S. because COVID. But anyways, (laughs) um, I don't know. I just don't. It it kind of, like, shocked me a little bit. I'm like, like, he was holding on pretty tight, you know, like, like, I want you. It's like, I don't know. It it just seemed Mm -hmm. very insane. They're very assertive. (laughs) yes yes so um you know like i said the u.s is far from perfect but i think when it comes down to how society views men and women um the u.s is definitely a lot more progressive and even though there's a lot more work that we still need to do in that regard we are much better off compared to a lot of other asian countries yeah, we need a lot of work. We do. 
Well, thank you, Gabe, so much for being on the podcast today. I think you had some really good insights on the Asian American experience. And yeah, I'm really glad that you were, you were able to share those. Well, that's all for this episode. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and we'll see you next time on another episode of Not Your Asian.